Hi, I'm Samantha Rund, actor, comic, and creator of Beyond Technique Coaching. This podcast focuses on performance and the many ways it can help enhance our lives in voice, body, and mind, so we can bring more of our whole selves to our lives and work, because our whole selves are our best selves. On this podcast, I'll have on some incredible guests. We'll be sharing some stories of the ways that performance has helped inform and empower our lives, as well as share tips, techniques, and some of our many experiences. I hope you stick around and let's have some fun. excited for our next guest. We actually met in Los Angeles doing comedy. I always remember her as being really nice and talented, so I'm very happy to have her on. She's still doing comedy in the LA area, and you can check out her upcoming shows on her Instagram at lynn.dilmani and www.lynndilmani.com. So please give a warm welcome to Lynn Dilmani. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samantha, and thanks for inviting me to join your podcast. Of course. Absolutely. Happy to have you here. I'm curious, um, how did you actually get into comedy? Was it something that you always wanted to do to, to be a performer and then a specifically a comedian? You know, I actually, I was so shy growing up and I never dreamed that I would be on the comedy stage. I loved watching stand-up comedy, but I just never could imagine actually performing. And then one of my friends many years ago, she told me, you're so funny, you should do stand-up. And um, I love being able to make people laugh, but... That kind of put the seed in my head. And then I started thinking, but, you know, how do you do it? And I didn't know how to do stand-up. And then I heard this guy talk, who's a comedian, and he talked about how he had been an airplane mechanic. And then he went to a class. And at the end of the class, there was a showcase. And after that, his friends told him, now we know what you're good at. And he's been a, a working headlining comedian ever since. And... Um, so I'm like, oh, so you take a class. So I found the class at Flappers and um, I actually took the class at Flappers in Claremont, but I had just moved to uh, the Inland Empire and I lived in the San Fernando Valley for a long time. So for the showcase, uh, they, I told them, if you want me to bring people, I need to do it in Burbank because I know people still in that area. So on the night of the show, they let me do my showcase in Burbank and I had like 15 people come, but the main room was packed that night. And I was super nervous. You know, I was so scared that I'd get up there and forget my jokes or forget how to, you know, my punchlines or anything. And I'd practice and practice. And so I get up there and I was the last one to go on. And at every punchline, everybody laughed. And it was just intoxicating. It's like this drug. And it was like, oh, I can do this. You know, and I got so excited. And as I come in off the stage, everybody's like, wow, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, this was my first show. And it was, it was so cool. And then Flappers booked me for another uh, show a couple weeks later. So I go there and I go to the green room and it's like, oh, I get to go to the green room, you know, like a real comic. And uh, I still didn't feel like a comic, you know, but I go in and there's like three other comedians there and they're all talking about how long they've been a comedian, you know, and one's been doing it for 15 years and blah, blah, blah. And then they look at me and they're like, so how long have you been doing this? And I'm like, this is my second show. <laughs> they're like, okay. And then they didn't speak to me anymore. <laughs> and then after I went up, they're like, you're really funny. I said, oh, thank you. And so then I kept taking classes and doing shows and every now and then I'll think, you know, what am I doing? And, and, but when I get up there, 
on the stage and people laugh. I mean, it's just better than any kind of drug you can imagine that feeling of being able to help, you know, people enjoy themselves and have a good time. Yeah. And I'm doing the classes at Flappers and I, you know, there's so many nice people I've met throughout this. So it's just been amazing. Yeah. That's definitely one of my favorite things about comedy is I, it's, it's, I've met so many people that I would have never met and so many really awesome people, you know, some not so awesome people, but that's just life. (laughs) (laughs) That's just life, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, okay. That feeling that you had where you're saying, um, what am I doing? Uh, was that, what are you doing in terms of being new at comedy or did you ever have feelings of what am I doing? Should I be investing my time and energy in this thing? I, I did, especially I'm a lot older than most of the people that I meet in comedy, you know, classes and clubs and stuff. And I remember one night I was heading out to a class at Flappers and I'm thinking, I'm old. I should be sitting home watching TV. What, you know, why am I doing this? And, um, Dave Reinitz, who was teaching the class is like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, there's a certain personal satisfaction that I get. And it's funny because when I've spent my whole life kind of avoiding my feelings and, you know, my first career, my day job that actually pays me right now is I'm a nurse and I work in the emergency room. And, you know, as a nurse, you can't show your feelings and you, you have to be very void of expression many times because you don't want to, you know, scare people or upset people or, you know, and you have to appear totally competent. And then, you know, I go into comedy and, you know, every instructor I had would be like, well, how do you feel about that? And it's like, I, I don't know. I wasn't raised to be show feelings. And, you know, I started working, I took all the classes at Flappers and then I started working with that fan and we worked intensely and he would ask me questions, you know, and, and delve into my personal being. And when you're working on comedy, you know, um, pain plus time equals the best comedy. And you really have to work on how things make you feel and being able to express those things. And, which is not something that, you know, you do in very many careers. Right. You know, there's not other jobs, you know, when you're working as a waitress or a nurse or a bus driver, nobody cares how you feel. And you don't really spend a lot of time dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And then I found that comedy, uh, working on stand-up comedy, and then I started doing acting and getting into acting classes, helped me more than therapy for who am I and how do I feel about things? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went to, I, uh, dad introduced me to an instructor of his and I took some classes with him and, you know, he had did this exercise where you had to write what you love, what you hate, what you fear and who you admire the most. And you had like just a couple minutes. And so I answer all these questions and I'm nervous because, you know, I want to do good and I want to be the best at whatever I do. And, uh, you know, and then it's who you admire. And I'm like, and he's like, you got 60 seconds. I'm who, oh, oh, and my mind is blank. It's like, I don't know. You know, I can't think of anything. And so then I'm right. My mom, who else? Uh, mother Teresa, 
and said, Meyer, 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 Hillary Clinton. And so he gets to the list and he's like, and who I loved was like my daughters, my mom and all that. And, and who I hate was my stepfather and my ex-husband and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, all women you love, all men you hate, you know, fear people who are mean and that kind of stuff. And he's like, all right. And you're taking classes with me. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. What can I say? You know? <laughs> And uh, then he gets to admire, and he's like, my mom, he had heard about my mom, so he's like, okay, I get that. And he's like, Mother Teresa, so you really are into, like, her spirituality, and, or, you know, and I'm like, well, no, but she was always helping people, and, you know, I don't really know that much about her, you know, and I was under pressure here, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Hillary Clinton, and I'm like, <laughs> he's like, that's an odd person, <laughs> well, you know, he's I said, I'm not political, you know, it's not the politics of it at all, but she went through a lot of crap, you know, and, and with Bill and, you know, and all this stuff. And no matter what she went through, she, you know, put her head up high and she went through it, you know, and she, you know, always was, was like, okay, yes, I, I'm here. And whether she lied about whatever she's going through or whatever, she stood up and, you know, she stood by her man and she stood by whatever. And he's like, so overcoming diversity is kind of your thing. And, you know, he'd heard my comedy and it's a lot about how I deal with, you know, have gone through the stuff in my life with my ex-husband threatening, you know, to kill me and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, that, you know, cause you, as a artist or as a comedian or whatever, you're trying to figure out what your message is, you know? Yeah. And, that was just, to me, it was like, wow, you know, that was the best part of any of the classes was someone who helped me to like focus it on what is it exactly I'm trying to say Yeah, and what it is about me. And I knew that from the times of taking the classes and seeing who I attract to the shows and who comes up to me afterwards, I always knew that uh, my, my demographic is basically women from like the age of 40 to 55 or 60, they relate and they come up to me and they're like, Oh, wow. You know, I so related to what you said, you know, and I've had women come up to me and like hearing what you said. And I know now I can make it through whatever, you know, I'm going through my divorce or, or whatever. And that's kind of the empowerment you don't get in many other arenas. Yeah. It's so true. It's, you know, I, I was talking with a, a comedian buddy of mine a while ago about how, at least for me, and I think probably for the audience too, because we know a joke is coming, that mm -hmm. we can get to some of those vulnerable, vulnerable spots and it's not quite as scary because we know we're going to, we got a way to climb back out. We got that laugh. Yes. Yeah. yeah and I'm, oh, sorry. Go ahead. For me, what was scary when I was taking the classes with dad and first he didn't think I had any expression because I wasn't used to, you know, it's like I don't show emotion. And he'd be like, most women are, you know, on my, you know, they're crying in front of me. And I'm like, I don't cry. You know, if I'm crying, it's because I am so angry, you know, <laughs> I'm trying not to kill you kind of cry. Yeah, yeah. But I'd also done a lot of Botox and stuff, but, you know, I also didn't know how to deal with my emotions, especially in my comedy, because mm. the comedy is about me and my life. And I was afraid to really put myself into it. And he introduced me to his acting coach and manager. 
and uh, we took a, a group class with him and a bunch of different people. And so we have to do a monologue and I get up there and I'm doing the monologue and it's about, you know, a talk with the next husband and I'm really getting into it. And dad's like, have you been effing with me all this time? He's like, <laughs> you haven't shown any emotion. And now in front of Vicki, you're showing all this emotion. <laughs> this is acting. <laughs> and to understand I needed to do, bring that much of myself into my comedy yeah also and what were you about to say i'm sorry oh no not at all i get that because i i know it's something i'm still working on is Mm -hmm. i'm definitely like stand-up is just an act of courage of vulnerable courage and um being able to be as fearless and as brave as i am when i get to act Mm-hmm. In doing that in comedy, but of, yeah, it's way more scary for me because I am like a very private person. And when I've got the cover of a character on stage, it's mm-hmm. totally fine. You could be emotionally naked. You're not talking about yourself, even if there's things that may line up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm definitely working on continuing to be more brave for the things that I, I say in my comedy, because ultimately it's that objective, like you're saying, of helping that person out who's going to say, hey, I know I can get through this because you said that. And then also that feeling of, like, it, it, it feels a bit, like, powerful to, well, I'm laughing about this thing now, so guess I'm over it. Or mm-hmm. just, it, it's very liberating. Yes, it is. And that, it's one of the hardest things when, I didn't talk about my marriage for the longest time because I, it was so fresh that I was out of it. Yeah. You know, and also I didn't really know how to, because in comedy, I'm a very, having, you know, spent my whole life as a nurse, I've been a nurse for many, many years. You know, I'm a logical thinker and, you know, I'm like a list kind of person that would be like, okay, you've given me another list. It's like, (laughs) and so I had to learn how to look at the flip side of what you expect. And so with comedy, you know, the thing about comedy is you're looking at something differently or you're showing people a different way to look at something that's a horrible thing. Mm. So like with my, uh, my ex-husband, when I first left him, he had threatened that, you know, if I left him, he would kill me. And so I disappeared for a while. And, um, so I, that taught me how to do that in my act to where into my show that, people are expecting me. Yes, this is a scary thing. And I'm like, you know, and he's, you know, I mean, lean, you know, you leave me, I'm going to, you know, we can kill you. And I'm like, and that really turned me on. You know? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> that must get a big reaction every time. It, it is one of my jokes that everybody always laugh because they're expecting me to be like, you know, and that scared the shit out of me. And they're all like, this woman is crazy, you know? And, and that's what you have to show is your crazy side and that you can find humor in anything in life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know that's another one of the things of the, the challenge of comedy, why, why it's good for me, why it's hard and why I'm like, okay, keep doing it is because, yeah, that's sort of like, like to have things together I like to have things put together. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to come to the comedy stage and have me give them a TED talk. (laughs) Save for the TED talk. So it's like just learning to continually be more comfortable about those things that are, you know, they are imperfections and that's, that's human. That's, that's relatable. But I, I'm still like, eh, do I got it? Do I got it? (laughs) Well, yeah, if you, if you want to be any good, I guess so. (laughs) It's hard and it's very hard to be vulnerable like that, you know, and um, 
in a few different classes I, I had, they had you stand up and I know Barb did this at Flappers and I had another coach, Wendy Wright, who did this in acting classes. They have you stand up and everybody says what they think about you when they look at you. And, you know, most of the time it's like, I don't really know if I want to hear what you think about me when you look at me, you know, but it was very liberating and helpful because, you know, as a comedian, that's the first, when you're walking to the stage, people are making judgments about you. And the same way I, in my everyday life, I meet someone and I make a judgment immediately. Every now and then they change my mind. But, mm -hmm. you know, my first thought is I look at them and, you know, and I, I, like, I look at you and you're beautiful and you're, you know, talented and you're funny. And I'm like, oh, this woman has nothing, you know, she doesn't, she's had an easy life. She knows nothing about, you know, someone like me who's really struggled. And people look at me and they think, oh, this is, you know, a middle-aged white bitch who's grown up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's right. Her whole life easy, you know, and she doesn't know anything about stress. But the reality, the truth is I grew up very poor in a trailer and, and I've been through a lot of stuff. And so I get up there and I have to address that. Right. It, and then show people, yeah, I'm not necessarily what I seem, but I'm okay with who I am and I can laugh about it. And it took me a long time to be okay with who I am. You know, um, it's hard to look at your flaws and realize no matter what I am. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm blessed and I get to live a decent life. It doesn't mean that I have a whole lot, but what I do have, I appreciate and I've worked hard for it. Oh. yeah the the older the older I get the older I get <laughs> fortunate to get geez and um you know the more people that I talk to especially oh that 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 is one thing that I love about the you know some of the comedians that I've met is this sort of leaning into the honesty because like we have to get there for the joke yeah. uh, but it's a sort of fearless fearlessness towards it. It doesn't always mean that people are going to be like the best people, but the mm -hmm. conversations are so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I digress. Oh, but the, the realization that everybody has imperfections, the realization that whatever insecurity we're feeling, everybody feels. Some people, maybe they just don't, they just don't investigate it or they don't want to admit it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'm curious, once you did start, um, you know, doing stand-up comedy more, mm -hmm. did that change anything for you with your, your, uh, your day job or with uh, nursing? Did, did it, anything shift in there? It, it did and it didn't. It, it, it's a two-edged sword. Um, when I'm in my day job, when I, I was off for a while. I'd injured my shoulder. And so I'm off for a little while. And that's when I actually started working with dad and I'd been performing for a couple of years and, um, and I'm off and I'm working with him and I'm opening up. And then I went back to work, you know, my injured, my shoulder healed and I go back to work and he's like, this job is killing your comedy because it's very hard to go from being dead set and, you know, okay, I got to focus. I can't kill anybody to now I'm, I'm at the stage and I want to kill, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make sure I kill in the proper arena, you know, right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, 
Oh, yeah. And I should say for anybody listening who doesn't know that terminology, usually we say like kill if you do an awesome job and everybody's laughing so hard on stage, but not at the doctor's office. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And if I slay on the stage and you're going to die, please wait until my set's over. (laughs) I don't want to have to stop and do CPR in the middle of it. You're ruining my punchline. (laughs) But, um, as a nurse, um, and what most people don't understand is um, nurses, especially ER nurses, have a really warped sense of humor anyway, you know, because in order to deal in that stressful of an environment and an arena where you're dealing with life and death and kind of the worst of humanity sometimes and the best of humanity all at the same time, you have to have a certain personality just to be able to work in that environment. Mm -hmm. And so most of the people who work as an ER staff, we are kind of like your adrenaline junkies. We like Mm -hmm. the the action and the excitement, but we also have this way of thinking about things that is just bizarre and you have to turn things off and on, but you're also dealing with people on a regular basis. And so that is kind of, over the years of doing that is where I finally got the courage to actually start talking in front of people and, and speaking because I, like I said, I'd been super shy when I was a kid. And then all of a sudden I realized, you know, I see a couple hundred people a day at least, you know, in my day job and, you know, I'm constantly talking and that, but I have focus. I've got a certain agenda when I'm talking to people in a hospital, but on comedy, it's also the same thing. And I found that as I've met a lot of people, comedians and actors, they're very good at doing comedy because it is a conversation, but it's a conversation where I know exactly where this conversation is going to lead. And your response to the conversation is to laugh. And if I'm doing this conversation correctly, you are laughing at the correct time. And so is they kind of intermingle in that both of them are requiring me to communicate with people, but in a way that I kind of know how it's going to occur. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's yeah, that's awesome. And just the way that you have to like take control of the room in yes. either room, you just got to take control and help people get to where they need to, where they need to go. And you can't do that if you're going to be a bit wishy-washy about it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you, do you find that like it's also seeped into your relationships uh, with other people at all? Just in terms of, I don't know, maybe being a little bit more confident or a little bit more revealing with information. Has it changed your personality at all? It actually has. And I've been on kind of like a spiritual journey along with this also. And, you know, I've I'd, I'd been in therapy, as I think most of the people in the world have, and especially in the comedic range, you tried therapy. And like I said, you know, I never would deal with my feelings. And then with comedy, it helped me because I was being forced by the comedic instructors and the acting instructors to really get into, you know, how does this make you feel? And with acting classes, it'd be like, okay, think of a situation where this emotion occurred and now apply it, that feeling, bring it to your surface and apply it to this script. And all of that forcing me to delve with my feelings 
helped me to really like break open in my spiritual path too, and be more aware of my own feelings and my own um, issues, so to speak, and willing to deal with it. And, you know, because before I, (laughs) one of the um, instructors, he's like, you have one emotion and it's anger. And I didn't think I was showing anger, you know, but it was all a very passive aggressive type of, of anger that I displayed on, on stage. And so then I've had to learn how to show other emotions. And as I'm working on my jokes, you know, the joke has started with what emotion does this situation evoke in me? Yeah. And how can I show it in a way that's funny? And with acting, I also, you know, for me growing up, all the actors were beautiful and young and gorgeous. And, and they all seemed like they had these perfect lives. And, you know, when you don't know people and you're just looking at the tabloids or the TV shows and that you're, you're seeing people and you're thinking, man, I wish I had their life. And, you know, they must have this fabulous, you know, existence. And then I'm in these acting classes with these different um, people who are on shows and, you know, and they're, becoming famous in their own right and stuff and they're going through these emotional diaries and stuff in front of the entire class as they're working on their scene and it's like oh my goodness these people have the same type of horrible stuff going on in their life as I have in mine (laughs) you know and it helped me to take people off of that pedestal that I put them on yeah I would put everybody that I didn't know everybody else is on this pedestal as being better than me and they know their life, they've got their life worked out to realizing that we're all kind of just trying to get through life the best way we can. Yeah. That's awesome. There's another thing that you were saying too in um, when you're working on the the joke or the character and what the teacher saw was just like an, a wash of anger that you didn't think you were you're putting out. And what you made me think of is it it can be really useful the way that this will seep into getting us to work on personal stuff that we didn't know that we needed to work on because it's not like somebody's coming up to us and saying like, hey, you're a perfectionist or hey, you're angry all the time or something like this where, yes, we can get a little bit defensive and be like, no, I'm not because we know what we're intending. We don't always know what we're we're giving out there. Mm-hmm. But and then if you remove it from yourself and it's for your joke or for your character and you see the problem and you're you you start to work on it to fix it for that problem, but that's mm-hmm. connected to you because it's going through you. Right. And it can start doing that small, small work that seeps. <laughs> seeps <Exactly. in> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do I, I I also feel that same way where um some of my stand-up work, it has, it's been this process of reminding me that it's okay not to be perfect. And yeah. I, well, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but I really don't need to hold on to it, especially if I'm going to want to be any good. It's the yeah. opposite. It will make me less good at doing the thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have to be able to show the reality. And that's um, one in co- uh, acting instructor I had, he's like, you know, look at like, Angela da- Violet Davis and that who, you know, she just, she doesn't care how she looks. She wants to bring that reaction and that response to the screen. And, you know, you don't go to watch a movie or watch a TV show for someone who's just, you know, speaking in a rote 
minimalistic tone, you want to see that. Otherwise you read a book, you know, if you want to, just, <laughs> you know, so you want to see somebody showing that angst and that, you know, and I was raised that you don't show that, you know, you hide that stuff behind you and you show, you put on a, you know, a straight face and chin up and, you know, you make people think that your life is fine. And when I was uh, one of my mentors, she had me write a list of my character assets and my character defects. And under the access, the uh, asset list, I had written perfectionism. And she's like, you see perfectionism as an asset? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, it helps me be successful at my job because, you know, I got to do it a certain way. Um, and I guess in a way that also forces me to delve more deeply into my emotions and my feelings in order to portray it on a stage or a screen. And uh, with comedy, you know, it forced me to deal with like my feelings and my issues about my ex-husband and about the divorce and stuff in order to, because it's very hard to, to be, to find funny in something that's still very painful. Yeah. And you know, you can't wait that long because otherwise it's like, you know, I'm not going to be able to use it effectively. So it forces me to deal with it now. Right. And, and so it forced me to deal with feelings that I had just swept under the rug for the longest time. Right. Cause like in order to, in order to tell a joke about it, you have to be in a position of power. It cannot have control over you. Right. So, yeah. Oh, I want to, I want to hear your set now. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, we can, we can see some of your upcoming shows. Just a reminder for you guys, see some of our upcoming shows. You can find the information at lynn.dilmani at Instagram and also www.lindilmani.com. So I just want to thank you again for, for being here today. It was such a gift to get to see you. And Thank you so much. I really appreciate your inviting me on your show. And it's great seeing you. I, I always loved it when we would see each other at Flappers and then all of a sudden you moved away. And I know that is a story. <laughs> it, happened, <laughs> it happened so quickly and I wasn't sure how long I'd be staying in Seattle. I just really needed a break. It was just one of those moments where I'm like, I need to prioritize myself right now. Mm -hmm. And I missed my mom. I just... I just I was homesick for her the whole time, so I just had to recalibrate and shift some of some of my things around to to make myself my priority. And um, as life has a way of surprising us, I I was surprised with some pretty awesome opportunities up here. Um, so we'll just have to see how see how things go. Go <laughs> thanks to the internet, you guys, we can keep this going from no matter where from no yes. where we are now. So. That has been one of the blessings with this uh, pandemic was that everything's turning to the internet, which is fabulous. You know, I live in LA because my kids live here. And so I came here to be closer to them. And it was like, this is not the place I want to necessarily live, but like you, family is more important. And, you know, and then the opportunities in LA but as I started working to become a comedian, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to do corporate comedy and stuff like that. And then I started thinking, you know, I have to be on the road a lot as yeah. a corporate, you know, if you're headlining or doing corporate shows, you're out of town all the time. And now with Zoom and with um, 
the pandemic and everything going online, it's like, hey, you can have the best of both worlds. So, you know, good comes out of everything bad. Right. Our lives have turned into good comedy, and now the pandemic is opening up arenas we have never dreamed possible. Right. We've got to find those silver linings someplace to keep us going. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Well, okay. So I want to thank you again. I don't want to take up too much of your time today. And again, uh, be sure to check out her comedy at lindelmani.com. And if you are looking for a performance coach to help you use performance skills to improve your life and voice, body, and mind so you can bring more of your whole self to your life and work, you can always reach me at uh, beyondtechniquecoaching at gmail.com. Thanks so much and stay safe and stay healthy.